What's up, friend? And welcome to the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and this is Become a Relationship Badass, where I bring you powerful interviews, and sometimes it's just me talking about things, (laughs) all in service of helping you to create badass, intimate relationships in your life. I do believe that the quality of my relationships strongly affect the quality of my life, And so with that, I'm here to help as many people as I can create high quality, unbreakable, truly fulfilling relationships. Thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. What is up, beautiful, brave, badass babes? It is my fucking honor to have you here today. My name's Nikki Sunshine, I'm your host, and today we were talking about the moon cycle. For those of you that have been following me on Instagram, you already know what's coming because I have been talking about this conversation literally for weeks, and I'm so excited to bring it to y'all. I've got my girl Alyssa Neal on today. That's Alyssa Neal, certified nutritionist and She has just created this amazing offering. It's a guide, a moon cycle guide, cultivating your feral flame. And y'all, this shit changed my life, literally. I'm not exaggerating when I say that because it, you know, it showed me how to embrace the entirety of my cycle and how I can work with it and not view my cycle or menstruation as a burden or, you know, an inconvenience, but rather a fucking honor and a blessing um, to be given such a cycle and the ability to create life. Like, goddamn, fuck yeah, to womanhood. Women, (laughs) you hear me out there? Now, I do want to say before I get lose all of you guys, all of you men who are maybe listening to this. This is an episode not only for women, but also for men. Um, I was editing and re-listening to this episode in my room and Warren came in to kind of give me a good night snuggle. And typically if I'm listening to any sort of podcast, but particularly one on women things, (laughs) he would usually just kind of say, okay, I love you and, and leave the room. But he hung out for like 15 or 20 minutes and I'm, I remember thinking like, oh, he's still here. He said, huh, this is actually kind of interesting. (laughs) So that was super cool. Um, I think you gents out there will actually find this very interesting because you are likely in relationship with a woman in one way or another, whether that be your lover or a friend or a coworker or a mom. (laughs) But uh, it's helpful to understand the people we're in relationship with. So whoever you are, Feel free to keep listening. This is for everyone. Now, um, I don't have any announcements today. Um, I want to give you guys just a couple tidbits about the episode. But before I do that, I want to start today with gratitude, like I do every episode now. And so today I want to just love on and show appreciation for the woman who works at Home Depot in Boulder, Colorado. (laughs) She works the checkout line at 
the plant nursery. And I was there a couple weeks ago looking at plants and I wanted to get some plants for my snake cage, for my little snakey. And um, I went up to her to ask a question about the location of ferns. <laughs> and she, she just had such a beautiful energy. I was like, wow, you are wonderful. And she said, you, wow, you are wonderful. She, she said, just the minute you walked up to me, I felt a shift in my energy. Like, wow, you're amazing. What's up? And so I asked her about the ferns and she kindly helped me out with that. Fast forward about an hour, because that's how long I can get lost in a plant nursery. <laughs> and I'm checking out and Warren's with me. And so is our friend Sam. And I go to check out and she's like, oh, my spirit lady. I just, mm, love you. Da, 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 da. And she rings me up and then she rings up Warren and she says, oh, are you with her? To Warren. He's like, yeah. And so then we get out later and we both realize that on my receipt, she had discounted $40. And on Warren's receipt, she had discounted $20. And so I just want to thank this woman. Now, don't get me wrong. $60, your girl gets excited when she finds a nickel on the sidewalk because fuck yeah to the universe showing me abundance. What's up? So that was such a blessing. Like 60 bucks in our pockets. What's up? Um, so thank you for that mystery, special woman, but more importantly, thank you for showing and reminding me the power of human connection and how it's, it's easy to think in our trying world, how it doesn't really make a difference how I show up in this moment. Everything's fucked anyway. You know what I mean? It's easy to get in that mentality and I get lost there sometimes, but what I really love to remember is that how I show up in every single moment and every way I interact with every single being, including the person I either flip off or kindly wave at when they cut me off at the intersection, that has an effect on everything. And that effect ripples through time and space and affects everything in the past, present, and future because really it's all the same. So thank you, mystery woman at Home Depot. I'm sending you extra love and gratitude for your vibrant energy and your loving nature to people you've only just met. Hmm. I could learn from that. I think a lot of us could. It's really inspiring to me. <sighs> All right, y'all. So we're about to dive into this juicy episode. A, a few disclaimers. Um, number one, first and foremost, in case it's not clear from the episode, Alyssa Neal is not a doctor. This is not a prescription. This is not a diagnosis. If you should consult your doctor and or gynecologist before making any changes and do with this information what you will. We are not telling you you should do anything. Do what you want. This is not a diagnosis. All right. Um, additionally, I want y'all to know Alyssa hooks y'all up. I didn't even know about this. She sprung this one out. Hooks y'all up with a fat discount code for her amazing guide. Like crazy discount. So um, 
you got to listen to get the discount, okay? <laughs> so just keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, we're going to break down the four phases of the cycle, making up a complete cyclical cycle. When I say breakdown, I mean we're going deep, y'all. Alyssa does not spare any details. Um, she, she really, I love the way she explains it because, and I will talk about this in the actual conversation, but... By the, by the time we get through the four cycles, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a circle. It's a cycle. It all makes sense. Um, it kind of goes along with the energy of each cycle, goes along with a different season. And um, it's really amazing how all humans are nature. But it's amazing how in sync us women are with the cycles of nature. Um, really amazing to me. So we're going to go over that. We're going to talk about things like which phase does your body use nourishment most efficiently? And during which phase does your body use nourishment least efficiently? Um, which phase is best for intermittent fasting? In which phase might you notice an increase in appetite? In which phases are you most fertile? That's right, ladies. I said phases. It's not just ovulation. <laughs> so there's a fuck ton of juice in here y'all stay tuned and i want to say this episode is packed it is dense with information it's a long one i think the conversation is like an hour and 15 minutes so first and foremost i recommend you listen to this twice at least i think you will grab different nuggets the second time than you were able to absorb the first time because there's a lot here um, if possible, grab yourself a cup of tea, a glass of wine, sparkling water, whatever your jam is. Get yourself a pen and paper and take some notes. Um, that's another recommendation. And if y'all are going to use this amazing code list gave you, which you would be silly not to just saying, and you get the guide, um, listen to this episode with the guide. It kind of correlates. You can see the graphs of like the hormones that will be we will be referencing in the conversation, but having the visual there really helps. So I recommend if you are going to get the guide, um, listen to this once, grab that discount code, go get your guide, and then come listen to it again with the guide. Um, okay, another little tidbit is there is a beautiful thunderstorm happening in this episode while we had this conversation. So you're going to hear some thunder in the background. Um, don't be alarmed. <laughs> It's just thunder. Just wanted to let you guys know. Also, there is adult language in this conversation. Now, I know y'all already know. Your girl does not really have a filter. I say fuck shit tits all the time. And we use words I don't always use in this conversation. Body parts. There's So just know there's some adult language. Um, yeah. Okay. I think... That's really all I have to share in this moment. Again, lots of information. So if you're listening on Apple iTunes, you can even slow it down if you want. Some people I know like to do that. They'll slow it down to half speed so they can absorb more. Um, this is one of those episodes if that's what you do. So buckle up. Get ready. Ladies and gentlemen, I sincerely hope you enjoy this incredible juicy, deeply valuable conversation with Alyssa Neal. Today's episode is brought to you by Relationship Badass. All right, y'all. Sometimes in life, we need a little help. There ain't no shame in that. 
But here's the deal. If you have been letting your relationship sit on the back burner for too long, you know who you are if I'm talking to you. It is time to get help, to learn the tools, to create a new understanding of relationship and its purpose in our lives and its purpose on this planet. So if you know that you love your partner, but y'all could use a little bit of an upgrade, then head on over to relationshipbadass.com. You can either drop me a line to inquire, or you can just head on over to the coaching tab and look at my packages. I want to serve you. So don't wait until it's too late to do something about it. Be proactive. Let's make a plan to get you where you want to be. Sister friend, brother friend, I am here to help. I currently have two openings available for monthly support. I just filled one up of my final three. So if you're thinking about this, don't wait. Spots won't be open forever. Um, I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to fucking serve you. I can't wait to create magic together. Relationshipbadass.com to start your transformative journey all right y'all what's up i am here with a very special guest today and before I introduce her, I want to talk about, um, well, if y'all follow me on Instagram, you know I've been raving over this feral flame guide I've been reading. It's actually a moon cycle guide, Cultivating Your Feral Flame. And it is a something created by my friend Alyssa Neal. And it, for me really opened my eyes to the entirety of a woman's cycle. I had always kind of thought about my period as this um, time when my body was doing something different. And what's really cool about the guide is it goes through all four phases of your cycle. It's like this continual circling thing, um, which we're going to go into that more later. And for me, personally, it was... Okay, I'll just, it was really interesting because I was in my luteal phase when I was reading this guide, but I didn't really know about a luteal phase and what that meant. And I was super hungry during this time. It was like this week or so where I was feeling super hungry, more tired than normal. And I was actually in the midst of kind of like a pregnancy scare, like, oh my God, am I pregnant? I'm eating a lot. Like I'm tired. You know, my um, luteal phase comes right before your cycle and my... Uh, right before your period and my period was a little late that month so I was having all this anxiety and then I'm literally reading this guide in the midst of this anxiety and I'm reading about the luteal phase and the different hormonal changes that happen and how your body reacts and um, your sexuality and it just all clicked like oh I'm just in luteal (laughs) like this is totally normal like I'm having like an anxiety attack and so that's the moment when I was like damn this is amazing like this is information all women should have because for my experience in the world has been, you know, when I was younger, it was like, oh, you have your period, take an Advil, go to school, go to work, kind of like 
my periods, this inconvenient thing that comes into my day and uh, or into my life and, and disrupts things. And um, what I have really learned over the years and with the help of this guide and Alyssa herself is it's actually something to be embraced. And my cycle is what creates life and magic. And it's um, not something that needs to be like managed so that I can get back to the grind of, you know, today's society. It's something to just be honored and to be curious about. Um, so I'm so excited for this conversation and, um, and yeah, so podcast done. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. There you go. 53 seconds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Thanks everyone. Yes. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> go learn about your cycle. <laughs> go get the guide. Yeah. Go get the guide. Peace. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm here with my girl, Alyssa Neal, you guys know I have a major girl crush on this woman, and um, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, we need to do that again. Yes. <laughs> so she's in the house, and um, yeah, I just want to say what's up. Thank you Hi, for being Nikki. here. I love you. Thank you for having me. Yes. It is mutual. <sighs> um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about, essentially, we're kind of going to introduce the cycle, and um give some just basic information on the four phases of your cycle, ladies. And um, we're also going to talk about tracking, which is something that has changed my life personally. And I will share a little more personal, a little bit more of my personal journey with that later. Um, and then, of course, we're going to tie all of this into relationships and communication and why this matters in terms of connection. So... So what you thought was going to be a four-minute podcast is now actually going to be a two-hour podcast. Yeah. Get comfy. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> yes. Low, low key, not so low key. Me and Alyssa are drinking decaffeinated espresso. So. And there's a thunder and lightning storm raging, and it's yes. nine o'clock at night. Yes. So it's about to go down. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> Um, <coughs> yeah, so do you want to briefly just, like, introduce yourself for people that aren't familiar with you? Yes. I would love to. So if you are just tuning into this podcast for the first time, please go catch up on all the other episodes. <laughs> I have been here before, and it's a terrifying place. No, I've been <laughs> here before, and it, this podcast, Relationship Badass, and all that Nikki does is a gift to every yeah. human that encounters Nikki. Yeah. So when we started talking about my guide, which I threw at her last minute before our first interview. Episode 13. Episode 13, one, three, boom. <laughs> um, when I threw that at her, I was like, hey, maybe we should do, maybe we should talk about the moon cycle guide, cultivating your feral flame. And she's like, what? Excuse me? No, please don't. Like, I like to be prepared for this stuff. And I was like, okay, word, understandable. So we made this appointment to do this. Yes. And I think she actually mentioned it in episode 13. I she was did. And I mentioned it two episodes ago because I was like, next week with Alyssa, but then we had our misscheduling thing. So I also mentioned it last episode. <laughs> so divine timing because y'all have never heard a podcast go down while there's a thunderstorm happening. <laughs> yeah. So if you can hear that, excellent. Hell if you yes. can't, pretend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So my name is Alyssa Neal. I'm a dietitian, a registered dietitian. Um, I am many a thing, two hours worth if I listed everything. <laughs> so I won't. But 
my primary passion is working with people mm. and their nourishment, um, you know, whether it's on a biochemical level or it is on, you know, the mindscaping aspects or it's a human who has a menstrual cycle and we tie, you know, the, the mental, the mindscaping yes. aspects and the biochemical aspects together and we integrate them into the menstrual cycle, which mm. colors the life of most humans who identify as female or who have, you know, are what I like to say is estrogen or progesterone dominant females. Yes. Humans. Yep. Um, again, you don't have to identify as a female if you are out there listening. With that being said, as I speak about this, just a reminder that this is educational. This is educational. This is not a diagnosis. My girl Liz is not a doctor, y'all. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a doctor's appointment. You always want to talk to your gynecologist. Every human is different, and you will hear Nikki and I say that over and over through this mm -hmm. whole time. So as you strap yourself in here, um, not strap yourself on, not strap on, not at this moment. <laughs> you might be sliding your diva cup in. We don't know, or your tampon, or maybe you don't use either. That's fine. Maybe you free bleed. You might just put it in your backyard. Hashtag free bleed. Yes. Hashtag feed the plants. Heck yes. And this is exactly what we're going to talk about. All of this incredibly juicy, fun material of the menstrual cycle, of the moon cycle. So, yes. hi, I'm Alyssa. We got lost on that introduction, <laughs> but now you understand what I meant about the two-hour explanation. Yes. If you want to learn more, Nikki will link stuff in later on. I will. Yep. But let's dive in. Cause, Yay! Oh, let's dive in. So much I'm, goodness. So much goodness. Um, so I've been taking questions from y'all all week. If you submitted a question, we will get to it at the end. So just hang tight. And also, um, just so you don't skip through to the end to hear your question answered, Probably because we've already covered a lot of questions, Nikki and I, um, we will likely integrate answers. Yeah, to some will probably well. be answered throughout just what we're talking about. Yeah, totally. And definitely. then we'll go back through at the end. Yep. Um, so, okay. So if you're not clear, because why would you ever want to be clear except for this one moment? There is a moon cycle guide called Cultivating Your Feral Flame that I, Alyssa, created yes. as I worked with hundreds of clients, most of which were female at the time um, and still largely. And I started to see this pattern come up of, hey, I just gained eight pounds and I'm not sure why I'm feeling puffy. Mm. I feel like my body, you know, I feel like my body is like looking really different. I feel like, you know, I can't, I'm not sleeping well. I'm yeah. craving food. I have no control over it. Mm -hmm. Whereas two weeks prior, I got a text of, oh my God, I feel so good. I feel like superwoman. I feel so mm. lean. And so I started being like, wow, this is a pretty a pattern. consistent pattern yes. that's happening with a lot of my clients who identify as female. Yes. Myself having, you know, the biochemical background, I was like, yeah, okay, well, it could What's be hormones, be? Uh -huh. right? And I've tracked my cycle as birth control since forever, yep. which I talk about why in the menstrual cycle guide. Yep. Um, but for me, it was really clear that it was probably sex hormone related. Yes. But again, how do you relay the depth of information about the menstrual cycle over a phone call totally. when you're talking about, you know, fatigue or gut health or yes. body composition? Or, People get just get lost. It's, yeah, it's yeah. so much information. Yes. And so I was like, okay, I'm creating a guide on the menstrual cycle so that when this comes up, I can say, hey, just go download that guide. 
you know, get that, go through it, really ruminate on it, Mm -hmm. see where you're at with it, what you know, and then let's integrate that into your nourishment, Mm -hmm. essentially. And so that's how the guide came came to be born. Yes. Okay. Quite literally. (laughs) And so what I want to start with is what you already said, which is like introducing the menstrual cycle. Yes. Right? Because this is, again, this is why the guide was born, where it's like, totally. Oh, well, you must, I'll back up even. I'm tired. Like you just said, I love how you started with that story. I'm tired. I'm really hungry. My breasts are tender. Do you think that I'm pregnant? Do you think that I've Mm -hmm. gained a ton of weight? No, you're maybe, maybe, but but. probably not. And probably you're just in luteal phase. Right. You're just in this normal, that's the mind blowing thing. I mean, I'm curious if you're out there listening, I'd love to know. And you can just send me a little DM on Instagram at relationship badass. Did you know there are four phases of the cycle? I'm Mm -hmm. honestly curious because until I started tracking my cycle when I went off birth control four years ago, I didn't know there was anything besides period. Mm, Totally. There's so much care around period. Oh, I'm going to want sugar on my period. I'm going to be crampy and and tired and bloated and cranky. But then the rest of the cycle was just like, that's that's when I'm just normal Normal. when. Right. Whereas like you really have fluxes, right? Totally. And a lot of people notice them, but because they're never named. you think you're exist. pregnant or you think you're yeah. sick or, yes. oh, I just gained weight. Totally. Yes. So really, now I just want to say that what's coming up for me is this guide is like a permission slip, ladies, honestly. Yeah. Because it it puts scientific, logical explanation behind, because Alyssa shows like the hormone charts and like, you know what really surprised me? There's no big hormone spike in when you're actually bleeding. Mm-hmm. It's more of a flat line. It's more of a flat line. Yeah. That really surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, Because I always just imagine like, oh, I'm moody during my period. Right. Um, right. We're really like, and again, everyone's different, but probably if we actually brought attention to it, you're probably moody right before you get your period. Yes. And then once you bleed, you're like, maybe the first day you're moody. Because you're then it's cramped like, and in bed or something. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't be? <laughs> right. But then it's almost like this like sweet relief, like it honeymoon is. phase. So actually, let's dive into that. Okay. Right? Yes. Um. Because so much information. So yeah, we want you guys to be able to follow along. So we're going to ha- start with, Liz is just going to break down the cycle in the four phases and give you just kind of a basic understanding of, of the full cycle. Totally. And then Nikki, if I get off track or if you need clarification, yep. please just, remind me. I'll be right here. Um, I'll be right here. I'll be holding your hand. Okay, let's <laughs> deep breath. <laughs> where do we start? Um, where do we start? So... Let's start at menstruation, since okay. most people, when you say menstruation, you know, okay, my period. Yes. The phase where you're bleeding. Right. The right? really obvious one, because there's blood coming out of you. There's blood it's hard not to you. notice. Right. Hard <laughs> not to notice. We hope you notice, and we hope that you notice even more after you get the moon cycle guide cultivating your furrowed mm-hmm. flame. Hashtag <laughs> not an notice. ad. Hashtag kind of an ad. Um... <laughs> Unshamed marketing hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag marketing all the time. Yes. Um, Also, there are dogs around, and they're so adorable. If they bark, just take it. Hang with it. They're excited to. Bark back. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) If they breathe into the microphone, also breathe into the microphone back. Um, Yes. Okay, so menstruation, the period, the bleeding phase. Menstruation is really a pretty sacred time, and it's kind of unfortunate because it has been made out to be, like you alluded to, a huge inconvenience, yes. right? Like, ugh, why are you bleeding? Even within, you know, intimate relationships or sexual activities, yes. like, oh, I can't have my period, or, oh, I don't want to be around that person right now, I have my period, etc. 
they might think it's gross. Yeah. We're really, our time of menstruation is mm. really quite incredible. It's this time of the body detoxifying or getting rid of something that was a potential. Yeah. Something. Right. Right? So think about when you put a lot of time into a big project or a, a relationship or whatever it might be. I guess that could be the same thing. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, you know what? My my primary idea of it just died. Like, it's going to be reborn into something else. Yes. Right? That is essentially menstruation. Mm. It is this, like, time of just getting rid of yeah. what's not working. Right. It's a time of detoxification. Shedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to think of it as, and this is, this is actually not, I don't even have the source for this. One of my friends brought this up, but... You know, it's like the crone energy, like the older sage woman Mm. who has all this knowledge and can really easily be like, hey, that's not, nope, not for us right now. Yeah. No, let it go. Right. We're bleeding, we're releasing. In the guide, I like to say it's like the new moon energy when it's a little bit more dark, it's wintry. Mm -hmm. And again, this doesn't mean that if you don't have your period on the new moon, yep. you're wrong. No, you can get your period on any moon. It right. does not matter. Everyone's different. Yes. This is a generalization yes. of patterns that Alyssa... And knows. this is an archetype. Right now yeah. we're talking archetypal energy, right? So the new moon when it's really dark and it's kind of a time of like new beginnings. Yes. Right? You're setting intentions yes. for as you go forward. Totally. It's that kind of energy. It's winter where <sighs> you're turned inside and you're kind of processing. You might be a little bit more hermited. Uh-huh. You're sleeping more. You're Which feels true more. for me when I'm menstruating personally, not yeah. everyone, but yeah, definitely more hermited, less like, I'm not really trying, I'm more introspective, like right. considering in my mind, looking at things. Yes. And yes. if you, if we all really tune in and think about it, just from an evolutionary perspective, our body just worked mm. for 28 to, we'll just say 37 because everyone cycles different and we'll yep. cover that. But for a significant amount of time to build something. Yes. Physically, biochemically, psychologically, even. Right. Right? Totally. It was building something. All the energy that's being used to build up that uterine lining with the eggs, right? Is is for a potential fertilized fertilized egg. egg. Yeah. Yeah. And so the body's like, yo, look, if there's an if there's a fertilized egg coming, we need to be ready. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes, because that's where the fertilized egg would come to. Yes. Okay, that's and then if the egg doesn't come, that's when we have our period Shedding. and shed that lining. Yes. Wow, that's powerful to think about your body working so hard to build that up for the whole month, and then it's like, of course I'm a little tired. Like, Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> wow. just literally physically tired, but yes. also like psychologically, emotionally, yes. sometimes spiritually, you might yes. feel like a little tired right before you bleed, right? Because your body's kind of like, oh, well, this didn't happen. Totally. Yeah. Uh huh. So, menstruation really is like a very sacred time, and mm. um, you know it's like this with luteal, which we'll get into. But a lot of I don't want to say sources, but maybe like culturally, a lot of the time, you know, women were together, like the red tent. Yes. Some I love people this stuff. theorize yes. that like during bleeding, we're actually like closer to spirit mm-hmm. and the the guide between or excuse me the veil between like the physical world and the other yes. is 
thinned and uh-huh. we might, you know, we're really more intuitive and like, right. It's just this powerful time totally. and it's different for everyone. And at the risk of sounding like a hippie being like, Oh, powerful. And da, 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 it's a privilege to be able to slow down and sink into that time. Yes. Right. Because culturally we don't make a lot of space for it like Mm -hmm. if you have to go to your job then yeah you might have to pop an advil because you're living in a structure that doesn't cater to the slowing down right right so if if you are menstruating and you're feeling you know down on yourself or like you're you know just out of it or whatever like give yourself some grace yeah and reflect back on the fact that the structure that we live in right doesn't support actual slowing down in the menstruation which is what our body is really asking us to do i mean that I shared with you this just before we hit record, but I now am privileged enough to have a, to live in a world that I can slow down when I want to. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, for my whole life, since I've had my cycle age 14, I'm 26, 12 years, it's been like, okay, what can I take to make this thing be less painful, not slow me down so I can get back to doing what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And for the last few months, I have just... The, the day my period comes, I just take the day off and I just mm-hmm. lay in my bed and it is, I mean, it just feels like my, what my body wants, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, it's really interesting once you kind of think about it, like, oh, I'm crampy, I'm tired, I'm bloated. Like that's all signs of your body trying to like slow down, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like you'll, well, and again, this is like even bleeding into other phases, pun intended. Um, <laughs> I pay Nikki to laugh at my jokes. <laughs> um, it's true. <laughs> we didn't tell you that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Just kidding. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever edited a single thing out of my podcast, except like that. Remember last so time good. when Josh came yeah. in in that like weird space? Like yeah. I took out the empty space of us not talking. But Totally. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, okay. So menstruation and Okay, so if you have questions about menstruation at this point, I would grab a piece of paper if you don't have one already, jot them down, and then as you go through the guide or as you DM either Nikki or myself or whatever, as you reach out, as you explore, allow those questions to kind of guide you. Yes. Right? I love that. So menstruation. Typically, typically, menstruation is thought of as days one through six. So if we drew like a a linear graph or a line, it's the beginning of the cycle. Which is kind of weird and counterintuitive in my mind. I'm always like, this should be the end. I know, I know. The phase of like death or, you know, Totally. But let's start it there and that's where kind of that new moon comes in, right? Yes. The new beginnings. Yep. Um, If you get lost on the amount of information we move through as we talk about the cycles, go back and listen to this again. You could listen to this 30 times. Yes. And if you get the guide, listen to this with the guide. Mm. Because like what we're talking about right now, the linear... In the guide, there's for each cycle the chart of your hormones and how they move through days one through 28 in like a, you know, generalized 28-day cycle. And it's really clear and easy to see. So um, they could go together too. That's brilliant. I might even do that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So phase one is menstruation. Then as you move out of menstruation, which again is so different for everyone, Sometimes people have a clear like, oh, I'm, I'm done bleeding. Yeah. And other people kind of have like a trickle, right? Like, yes. oh, I'm bleeding a little bit. And it can oscillate person to person. Yeah. As you move away from that, you move into follicular phase. Mm-hmm. And it's named follicular phase. That might 
seem like a weird or random word, but I bet your brain kind of recognizes it from like sex ed or health class. Yeah. The reason it is named that is because after your period, you have follicular phase, and at some point during follicular phase, your body releases follicle-stimulating hormone, which essentially is a messenger to tell your body, okay, we're ready to release an egg for Mm. potential fertilization, right? Now, that doesn't happen. That doesn't mean it happens in the literal follicular phase. Right, because that happens in a... Ovulation, right? Yeah, it happens yeah. in ovulatory phase. However, and this is where as you track your cycle, it's really important, and we'll go into the details, that you're taking your temperature. Yes. Because that will be the best indicator of when you are the most fertile, which is in ovulatory phase. Right. But like we said, there's kind of this like this oscillation or this shifting. And so days one through five or six are menstruation. Yep. And then days, let's just say five or six through like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. right? Depending on the person. Yep. You're in follicular phase. Yes. Okay. So and this is about a week and a couple days. Yeah. A week and a couple days. Around-ish. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And this is, and, and a good way to think of it is like, it's a week, it's about a week after you're done bleeding, right? Yes. Like, that's when that phase carries out. Right. Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's about seven days after you finish bleeding, or yep. if you bleed for a longer amount of time, it's going to be a little bit less. Right. Right. Because the last day you bleed isn't necessarily the last day of menstruation. Right. And, right. I mean, like, again, this is where... It's going to vary like, so much. Yeah. Totally. Like, technically, you, you know, everyone's different, and, like, this comes in with pregnancy and breastfeeding and all these yep. different things. Nutrition-wise and fertility-wise, so there's no, like, very clear defining, like, this is the end. Yes. Right? Right. However, if you were monitoring, like, hormones. I was going to say, if you, had, if you had a way to, like, you could quantify totally, it. Totally, right? yeah. So this Hook is where, hormone. like, do that if you want to do that. Yeah. But for generalized purposes. Yes. Just days 5 or 6 through 11 to 12 are follicular phase. And follicular phase... I like to think of it as, like, the superwoman phase, mm, almost. I loved how you painted this in the guide. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like well, excited for my next follicular. <laughs> you're like, okay, bring it up. I'm actually in follicular right now, say, and I feel you? great. What do you feel like? I feel like, again, like, such a shift from luteal, but, like, back up on my early mornings, like, just energized in the morning, not needing caffeine as much right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just those, yeah, like, like super, more like my superwoman version of me totally yeah. yes and I not bloated like eating I'm actually eating more right like more mm-hmm. wholesome foods where in my yeah. luteal I wasn't as hungry okay interesting yeah cool. I was tired or I was hungry it was my period that I wasn't that very hungry, hungry. Yes. yes yes cool and that's again normal and and everything is normal yeah like, there's so many different normals totally um however to be a little bit not necessarily okay so actually let me back up so follicular phase Essentially is like the waxing moon, right? The moon goes from nothing to getting bigger slowly. Right. Um, it's the buildup. It's the spring energy, mm. right? Like you're kind of blossoming. You're inspired. You have a lot of energy. You yes. feel light. Um, you feel like physical, like light, not yes. just brightness. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it's contrasted against the menstrual cycle. So of mm-hmm. course it feels much more light. Yes. And at this point, hormonally, your hormones are kind of starting to... You know, as we move through that linear phase, yep. they're starting to build back up. Okay. Right? Estrogen, progesterone, yes. even testosterone, they're starting to build back up as we move toward ovulation. Okay. But for the sake of simplicity, we're in follicular phase, right? Okay. Yep. And so, follicular phase, 
usually people are still going to be hungry because we have to eat. Yeah. But your drive for food, like that desperate feeling of like, oh my God, I'm hungry. I need to eat this moment. Otherwise, fill in the blank. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever horrible thing just Uh came into your brain. Maybe you need to say it out loud. Yep. (laughs) That's luteal. But when you're in follicular phase, typically your drive for food isn't as dramatic. Yes. And it's only because... So when you're in follicular phase, your body uses energy a little different. So when you eat carbohydrate, your body uses it more efficiently. Mm, Okay. And so because it uses it more efficiently, your body's not craving more right Right. away. Right. You don't have that need. Yes. Desperate need for hungry food right now. Exactly. Yes. And... Probably right now, going into detail, isn't going to be the best as far as like what you should eat because yep. everyone's so different depending on activities, totally. age, where they're living, what season it is. Yes. Um, but generally, you'll notice like people who do intermittent fasting. I always say, well, you know, probably like when you're in menstruation and through um, follicular phase, you're not going to have as high as a drive for food. So it's probably easier to just flow with intermittent fasting. It is for me right now. I was just telling, I was like, I've been doing like 15, 17 hours just without even thinking about it. Yes. Um, but that's not always the case. Sometimes I eat at like seven and then wake up at like seven hungry. Right. And so what Nikki is saying is she does intermittent fasting, which not, I'm not saying everyone should do intermittent fasting. Everyone is very different. However, intermittent fasting takes a window of hours that are compressed together in which you have your meals. And then in the hours other than that, you're not eating, you're fasting, right? So that might look like 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating or different ratios. Totally. But often what I notice with clients and what Nikki is also reflecting is like when you're in follicular phase, it's really easy to flow with the pattern of intermittent fasting because you're not having this drive for food because your body's dealing with food more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's again, that's the creating. You have energy. Your body's using food, mm. which is energy. Fuel. You got that natural, creative, like yes. fuel as well, though. Yes, you have momentum. Yes, right? momentum. That's yeah. exactly the word. And so, typically at this time, like again, sex drive wise, like you might, you might feel kind of sexy. You might feel kind of driven, but most likely you're more gonna want to like socialize. You're gonna want to connect. You're gonna want to create. And so, yeah, that can obviously translate over into sexual energy or having sex or wanting to self-pleasure but what's happening is we're actually building up to the climax or the peak of sexuality Mm -hmm. in the cycle as we move through follicular phase and the body's going oh we release the potential egg or ovum where we want to fertilize it maybe is it going to get fertile right it's being released and it's traveling through the fallopian tubes and your body's like cool as this is happening we move from follicular phase into ovulation or ovulatory phase right ovulation is the event of right that's where your hormones hit its peak right that's when you ovulate okay yeah so again so what happens is if you're looking at this this linear graph right the hormones are kind of like increasing like almost like nikki just said like a peak of a mountain and it's not when all the hormones get their highest peak, okay. but just for the sake, you can see the specifics in the guide, but just for the sake of imagining it, you kind of have two twin mountain peaks and yes. one's a little bigger for some of the hormones and one's a little bigger for the right. other. And this is the first peak that you get yep. when you move into ovulation. And we're going to tie all of this in with tracking in a moment, but yep. it's really important that you understand the, the, the archetypes, the of, yeah, phases, totally. et cetera, the energies of each phase. So we move from menstruation. Yep. Days one through six to seven. Yes. To follicular. 
these, I always just say like, just think of it as like five or five to seven to 11 to 12. Yep. Um, and then as you move into ovulatory phase, this is where you become more fertile. And the reason I say it so slow is because if you are using your cycle, your entirety of your cycle, to track when you're fertile as a form of birth control, right. it's really important not to name one day as being fertile. You need yes. to give yourself a buffer on both day on both ends right. of the event of ovulation, yes. the releasing of the egg. How right? long would you make that buffer on each end? It really depends on the person and it depends on like if you're taking your temperature and you're tracking your cycle and you've done it for years, you might be able to have like the liberation of being like, oh, I know I can make it this shorter buffer because I see a really consistent pattern and my cycles are regular. Right. If you, one, don't have like regular cycles, like maybe you have amenorrhea or you exercise a lot or you have low body fat Mm -hmm. or there's some kind of hormonal imbalance or it's just like where you're at, you have a lot of stress or something. Yes. Your buffer needs to be huge, right? Where you're having really safe sex, where no one is ejaculating inside of you or coming inside of you. Yes. And we'll get to the communication of that later on for sure. Yes. But the less you know about your cycle... The more buffer you need. Yes. Right. And and I would say the less time you've been using tracking your cycle as birth control. So let's say you just went off... Hormonal birth control, I know for me, I still had effects of that for like over a year, I think, mm-hmm. after I went off of it, where my, it took over a year for my cycle to kind of regulate again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say if you're getting off birth control, definitely give yourself a really big buffer if you're like making this switch right now. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you have thoughts on that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lots. I mean, and this is one of those things where like, for me, I see a lot in my private practice when I'm doing like nourishment education, nutrition education, when, you know, pe- we start talking about cycles. And if you're on birth control, that's fine. If that works for you, great. Yes. But what I often see happen is people come off because they're like, it's not making me feel good or whatever reason. And then as we change their, their how they're eating, because mm. now they're off birth control and they want to support that, yep. we start talking about their cycle, right? And there always has to be, as you learn it, like you said, this buffer. And yep. then also, you know... Especially, like, always talk to your gynecologist, always talk to your doctor, yep. first and foremost, because everyone's different and the kind of birth control you have probably been on is different, and maybe you've been on multiple, yep. right? But it's not uncommon to, like, see side effects or effects of birth control mm. for, you know, anywhere from two months, a month. I have some clients who regulated right away. Right. To a couple of years. Right? After you get off yeah, the birth control. Yeah, after you get totally. off the birth control. And that's different per person. Just like Specifically the hormonal birth control, yes, right? Yes. Yes. And that's just, you know, oral contraceptives, essentially. Right. Sometimes it can happen with, like, an IUD, but typically those, like, same. There's also the arm ones, too, which are very hormonal. Yes, very yes. hormonal. Low doses over yep. a period of time. Yep. Um, and so, again, like, very different depending on what you've experienced. Okay. But it's even, like, with um, females who lose a lot of body fat really fast, Mm. right? I talk about this in the guide because this is how I started to learn about my cycle. But it took me three years to get my cycle cycle back. After losing the weight? Yeah, because my body didn't have enough body fat. And still to this day, I will lose my period. I'll stop ovulating, right, and therefore not have a period in the later um, if I'm under, like, 140 pounds. Wow. Some, yeah. For those of you who don't have the context, Alyssa, back in high, 
high school, right? Mm -hmm. Lost 30 pounds really fast. And then you weren't on any birth control. Nope. But she lost her period. Yeah. After that happened. And yes. so that's really what began your journey into this whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I write about that a little bit at the end of the, end of the guide, but essentially, and we'll go into it later too, because it yeah. kind of fits in totally to the story. Um, but essentially any exogenous hormone you put in your body. So any hormone that's, you know, made outside of you that yes. you put into your body, even if it's environmental, yep. any stressor, like losing a severe amount of weight or like really low body weight or just stress of life, yeah, you know, can impact our cycles. And it's because of an evolutionary reason. So as we go back to this, if you are not as comfortable with when you ovulate, you need to give yourself a bigger buffer because technically you are fertile a couple days before you ovulate right. and a couple days after you ovulate. Now, in the scope of the whole month, that's not many days. Right. If but you, if you think of a four-day buffer on each end right. and then you've got the middle day, so that's nine out of 30, 31 days, right. not a huge deal. Not a huge deal. And all that means, it doesn't mean that, you know, if you're sitting there being like, oh my gosh, to listen, Nikki, not have sex during those days? Oh, no. girl. <laughs> of course we do. We just communicate about yes. the kind of sex we want to be having. Exactly. So that we can be clear on the fact that we are potentially fertile. Yes. And we do not want semen. Yes. Swimming In... up to find our eggs. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and of course, everyone's going to be different on how they're able to communicate, whether they even can. I understand that, like, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship or a relationship that's uncomfortable for you or whatever, this is like, you know, this might feel really heavy um, and it's going to be different for everyone. Yep. But it's important to know that if you're in a relationship that's a safe relationship, you can communicate about these things. Yes. And your partner will respect you on them. Let's hope. Yeah. If, right? it, if this is a safe relationship, then yes. Right. Right. Assuming you have a safe relationship. Um, yeah, I mean... What a great gift to be able to communicate with your partner about all of these things that are affecting your body, your sexuality, your mood, yes. the way you want to eat. I mean, it's I love being able to talk to Warren about that totally. because it's like this whole thing happening for me, and then he gets to either hold space or be like, "Okay, you're more, you're feeling it," you know. He gets right. to um, use that information as he will. Totally, and that makes it so fun. Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, totally, it is. And so this is where, like, you can probably hear in our voices, we're getting really excited because so fun is ovulatory phase, yes. right? When you are ovulating, actually some really cool things happen, and there's there's actually been a fair amount of research that shows these okay. things. But so when, you, when you're when you ovulating, mm -hmm. that is when you're fertile. If you, you know, we're, we're throwing a lot of information at you, but when yep. you're ovulating, you are fertile. Ovulation comes... After follicular phase, and follicular phase comes after menstruation. So you have yep. menstruation, follicular phase, we're ovulation. now in ovulation. Ovulation is when you are fertile, and it's when your body, from an evolutionary standpoint, is turned the fuck on. Yeah. Nikki, yes. you like mouth that as I saw it. <laughs> that was amazing. It, you are you are so open. You are like a blooming rose, mm. right? You're like the full moon, just full and light and juicy. Yes. And Light as in bright, right. not as in I feel light. Typically, yes. you feel the most succulent at this time, right? Ooh, it's like summer. Love that word. Yes, I do too. I'm like that <laughs> so is the good most juicy word. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
<laughs> that was a Josh word, actually. Oh, hell yeah. I know. Props to Josh. Yay, Josh. We're keeping Thanks, you up. Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, full moon. It is summer. It is, you know, to go back to, like, archetypal energy, like the mm, maiden. Yes. Right? The maiden. The, you know, younger, juicy, full of life. Like, you are ripe, right? And you yes. are literally ripe. You are, yes. you are fertile. In case you haven't heard us. You're fertile. You're fertile. You're very fertile. You're very fertile. And Babies also, will be born. Right. If you are not <laughs> You're not getting careful. the message. <laughs> <laughs> and so because you're fertile, I'm sure it won't surprise you that you're also very turned on. Horny. Horny. Like, yes. Horny goat weed. Yes. Horny, horned toad. Ladies, I don't know if you noticed a time in the month, like, have, if you've ever noticed, like, I seem to be, like, super horny- during certain times but when I put this together and tracked my cycle I was like damn it's yeah. straight ovulation like truly when I'm when I'm the one starting shit like yeah. every night that week right <laughs> and it straight up changes how you move and how yes. you look and how you are in your body like it it feels like goddess Athena or Venus mm. like sat on your face and is just <laughs> sitting there controlling you it's like the most magical, I mean, what would be, what would be the perfect elixir to explain that, that you make? Oh, that to Warren explain, makes. yeah, that, that Warren makes. To explain, I, I don't know, I mean, Venus flower just comes up, because right. it's like, Shizandra, Blue Lotus, Wood Betony, all these very, um, just powerful and like specific herbs yeah, and then and just venus yeah yes. aphrodisiac vibes exactly totally and so your body feels really good and because of that typically this is that part of the month where people feel a little bit more indulgent they might feel yes. like they want to experience their you know more sensual side or their more creative side for people who don't experience like sexuality and they don't have a sex drive yeah that's fine you might just notice a really beautiful peak in quote-unquote sexual energy mm-hmm. which doesn't have to be put towards sex right totally experience that in like drive to create and yes. to like this is like full force celebration of what you've begun to create in the previous phase, mm-hmm. right? So if menstruation is detox, getting rid yep. of what's not serving us, and follicular phase is it's that creation, creation. Yep. as that creation builds, it turns into a celebration, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the flow. It's really juicy. You have the fruits. You are celebrating the bounty, and that is ovulation. Actually, the elixir that fits this most is Aphrodite's love. There you I go. I just realized that's what it is. That's the cacao, yes. the lotus, shizandra, the celebration. Yes. Little cayenne, a little cinnamon. It's like... Grrr. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like you're stimulated. And speaking of stimulation and cacao and yep. um, cinnamon and cayenne, mm-hmm. they improve circulation. Right? Oh, wow. Yes. And so this is also what this... <laughs> in this phase, in ovulation, you have your cheeks flush... Mm. easier oh. your lips look redder oftentimes you're is that like when people are like oh you're glowing yes. like you know and you've got the flush cheeks yeah and, yeah yes and it's because your estrogen's oh. higher your progesterone's higher your testosterone's higher it's, mm. not, it's the pl- it's the place in the cycle where estrogen is the highest and progesterone gets a bump too but it's not the highest okay but regardless estrogen they've actually done studies that show that when you're in luteal phase you're more likely to wear 
tighter, sexier clothes. Wait, you mean ovulatory face? I'm sorry, ovulatory face. Okay, take that out. When you're in... (laughs) I messed up. But Nikki... I was testing Nikki. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Good job, Nikki. Okay, when you're in... Ovulatory face. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in ovulatory face. When you're ovulating, you're more likely to wear... Tighter, tighter, like sexier, sexier clothes. clothes. Yes. Because you're feeling yourself. You're feeling yourself. Like because Nicki you're Minaj in... Beyonce song, Feeling Myself. I'm feeling myself. Oh, feeling yeah. My... Yeah. Uh-huh. That song. Maybe myself. you need to cut that in like right Yeah, now. right? <laughs> Probably going to be the new intro music for this episode. Right? Yeah. And that's, that is the phase of ovulation. Yes. The, phase, the ovulatory phase. You are so ripe and juicy. Mmm. Mmm. And what's beautiful to me is like ovulation when the when this egg can, you know can get fertilized doesn't mm-hmm. always but it's like like womanhood you know like here yeah. we are in I mean I, do, I want <laughs> to include all women some people don't want kids that's perfectly fine totally. I don't want to make anyone feel like motherhood is the only route but in a very general sense for a lot of women motherhood feels like that big purpose you know what it's like that, that big thing I'm going to do in this life is, is birth others. So it just seems so natural to me that when that the potential of that happening during ovulation, when that egg could get fertilized, is when you feel the most like juicy, vibrant, womanly, like in your flow is totally. kind of what I'm hearing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is too where like what Nikki just said about sexuality and like about womanhood it's like you can birth anything right like yes. your your business relationship badass yes that's a child that you have it is a child right and Love. so it's like probably through your cycle you yes. go through iterations of creating and celebrating and totally. reflecting and then yes. you know, getting rid of no and that's, it's that is really true in yeah. business for sure totally and it's the same like if you were going to have children or if you have children already and so it's like yep. The cycle creates all these mirrors that we can bounce things off of and use to have pretty much consistent growth and revelation, right? Yes. So you get the point about ovulatory phase. Yes. So after ovulatory phase... Enjoy it, honey. Enjoy it, for (laughs) sure, because you're going to need that pleasure to take you through luteal phase, Yes. which, not to foreshadow it, but it does tend to be... I would say the most quote-unquote trying phase of the cycle. And it's not a bad phase at all. It's actually my favorite phase. Is it? Yeah, I just think it's, like, very rich. Mm. Um, I could see that. It's, but it's always the hardest. Like, it's mm-hmm. always the one that I either end up getting angry in or mm-hmm. crying a bunch or whatever because yes. it's this heightened emotional state, right? Totally. And so let's let's talk about that and make this picture really clear so so ovulation phase what are the or ovulatory phase the mm-hmm. days roughly in a general sense beautiful so typically I'll say like 11 12 ish till 16 17 ish okay yeah. yep give or take and this is again you might have a shorter ovulatory phase yep you might have a, a longer one we don't know totally and if you don't know your cycle you don't know when you ovulate asterisks if you don't know when you're ovulating or you are taking your temperature but you don't have a regular cycle and you're not sure if you've ovulated, please just have very safe sex all the yes. time. Not worth risking it. Your cycle will regulate eventually. You just need to be patient. Yes. Don't push it. So again, that extra buffer space and then peer, or, uh, condoms and mm-hmm. suppositories. Diaphragms. Or... Spermicides. Yes, spermicides. That's um, You know, 
practice a different kind of sex other than come inside penis me. and vagina like oh yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or come inside me no totally too. yeah but like you know for as far as like oral and play and yeah. like there's other ways to totally especially if you and your partner are just experimenting with yes. this and sometimes you know like if your partner is used to something and they are a male, then they might not have, like, the tools to be like, oh, I, you know, to communicate, I need you to slow down, or I'm getting closer, or right. I have control over this. And that's where, you know, it, there's no shame in any of it, but you need to be careful. Yes. And sometimes being careful can be exciting because you can do other things. Yes. Um, Think so, of it as an exciting journey instead yeah. of a restricting, you know rule or something we have to do like how can this be fun totally like there are a million other ways to get freaky other than putting a penis in a vagina yes right yep so you go explore that yes um (laughs) that's a different episode (laughs) different episode (laughs) different episode we'll be back yeah we'll be back (laughs) it'll be called 20 freaky things you can do without the p and the v (laughs) (laughs) or with them but not inserted yeah not inserted (laughs) or maybe not even i don't know yeah who knows (laughs) Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. You're like, I'm going to weave one into every episode. So yeah. You have right. to listen. <laughs> you must hear. Um, so yeah. So then we move from ovulatory phase into luteal phase. Yep. Luteal phase is my favorite phase. Mm-hmm. We're taking a whole new spin on this. this yes. <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> luteal phase is my favorite phase though, actually. So we go from menstruation through follicular phase, the building up, we ovulate. We're super fertile in ovulation. And then this thing happens where we move from super fertile into not so super fertile. Yep. And again, we disclaimed the shit out of this on the other two that you didn't hear. (laughs) So we're going to just do another one right now, which is if you are not sure about your cycle, if you've just started to track your cycle, if you have irregular cycles, etc 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 ask people not to come inside of you on the day you ovulate and give yourself a buffer big days buffer big like abundant. and fuck it throw a condom in there fuck it throw a condom in there use a diaphragm use spermicide if you are using tracking your cycle yes as your method of contraception please give yourself a buffer and feel no societal shame over the fact that you're asking someone to not ejaculate inside of you because it's your body and therefore your choices. Exactly. Yes. Beautifully said. That was so crystal clear. Yes. Third time is the Third time. Third time is the charm. If you ever want to be on a podcast, be with Nikki because she's going to make you refine your shit. We do everything three times. You're a relationship badass and that's why it's just, you know, perfect. so great. So perfect. So luteal phase, why it's my favorite phase. So... It comes after all of this momentum, right? Yes. The moon is full in ovulatory phase. It was the maiden phase. It was when we were so fertile. And then you move into this quieting, right? So it's like full moon starts waning. It's turning darker. It's turning inward. The energy's retrograde. They are, you know, they are, the light's turned in and it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to hermit. Yep. I'm going to hibernate a little. This is the fall energy, right? Like, just picture the fall and the air starts to get crisp and there's, like, this little sense of dread. Yes. Right? It's not like, oh, this is going to be horrible, but it's like, oh, the summer is It's a little bit darker. Yeah. 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 And there's, like, a bounty there for sure, 
but it's so different than like the full moon mm-hmm. and the summer. It's like this slowing down and it's turning inward. And so what happens during luteal phase is you get this second bump of hormones. Okay. But at this time, instead of estrogen being the higher, more dominating hormone, it's progesterone. Yeah. Yeah. And progesterone is like, you know, when you learn about it in like health class or whatever. In health class, yeah. At any kind of like if you're studying, you know, nutrition or nursing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or so many other things. Yeah. Um one of the things I remember that they would always talk about with progesterone is like it's kinda like the refining hormone. Okay. And like as we get older it actually is really protective and it can help us and so on and so forth. Yes. But what it does is it tells the body, okay, like that bump up of progesterone, it's kind of like the indicator of like, mm-mm, nope, I don't know. Like unapproachable? Like, um, more like, like we're starting to make some things happen here. Like choices need to get made. Okay. Because if you're pregnant, the progesterone is actually going to stay high to help right. like refine the features of the, of the fetus and the baby, et cetera. Okay. But... It falls, right? And like you talked about when we were talking about menstruation, you're like, I didn't even realize, like, I thought my hormones would be really high. Totally. During my period because I, you know, associate that with moodiness. Right. Because of, like, cultural conditioning around it, right? Totally. But it's actually that your hormones flatline. In luteal phase, your hormones bump. Right, so your your yeah okay goes they bump up, but they go back down. Your estrogen goes up, yes. testosterone goes up a little, yeah, and then they go back down. In luteal, right? In luteal, the whole bump happens. Yeah, so that second peak. Whereas like ov- ov- ovulatory phase, you enter in the peak and then they just go down. Yes. So this you get the whole rising and falling. Yep, and then you get it right. So you get the second yes. peak. Yes. And you can see this in the Feral Flame Guide for yep. sure, but essentially, luteal phase. Yeah, it's, you know, the body is in this mode of being a human incubator. Yeah. You are taking energy that you've built up and you're really reflecting on it to see if it works for you. But the reason this phase is my favorite is because it really calls us to look at ourselves and to look at what is going on. And when I say that, it's like the stepping into all the things that you know are there and you've just been kind of like pushing them under the rug. Right. It's when like all of the little things that aren't so little, but in your brain you're like, no, I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Start to come to the forefront. Sure. All the things that make us uncomfortable. Right. So it's like, have I been taking care of myself? Mm. Have I been sleeping enough? Yep. Have I been um, reflecting on why I get so mad at my partner and why I snap at them? Yes. What was that jealousy I felt about when I was at the gym and I saw a girl in her sports bra? Why did I feel so much rage about that? Yes. What are the desires that are there that I'm keeping latent and asking themselves to hide because I feel shame around? All Mm, of those things start to come up. All those deep questions that when you're in your flow and ovulatory phase, you're probably not stopping as much to slow down and dive into these. It's Mm -hmm. more like you said... Oh, that was weird. I'll come back to it later. Yes. I, you know, I don't need to deal with that right now. And now here's the time where I'm slowing down. I'm, I'm at home with my sweet potato soup and all of those things are coming up. Yes. Um, and then as you beautifully demonstrated in take two, this is when we have a choice, right? Yes. Yes. During luteal phase, we have a choice to sit with the discomfort. Like Nikki talks about a lot on, you know, in her writing, in her relationship badass account but we have this choice do we want to you know kind of do like the not to shame it but more culturally appropriate like 
you said pop the Advil, over caffeinate, you know, glass of wine, glass of wine, sugar, sugar. Do we want to self-medicate and kind of numb out or do we want to sit in the discomfort, which sometimes is still, right? It's stillness. And take gluteal phase and take the whole cycle and all of the phases and use it as this mirror to be like, okay, this is what's uncomfortable. This is where the revelation will happen. Yes. As so long as I commit to tending to it. Yep. And to sitting there and being like, well, okay. Yep. That, the reason I got jealous is because, you know, see it, episode 13, is because I wanted to be posting nude photos and expressing in that way and I wasn't. And that made me jealous. Or I haven't been taking care of my body. Or I haven't been expressing what I actually desired in my partner. And mm-hmm. therefore, I got mad when they right. fill in the blank. Right. This is the time where you don't just mindlessly go through the world doing things and maybe acting out or having reactions and just not... This is, the, this is that time where you get to put actual meaning behind what you do and... I mean, that's just a growth path to me, you know, mm-hmm. like the motherfucking growth path. It's so, I'm like breathing deeper in this moment because my life shifted so much when I begin to think, yeah, why did I just lose my shit on that person? Right. Or what happened when I was, got caught in a little traffic and I literally slammed my phone against the steering wheel and broke the screen, you know, or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, that happened to me once many years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and it took me a while to reflect on it. So, yeah, it's just interesting. But, totally. Um, and you probably learned so much in reflecting on it. Like, I oh. did. I did. Um, it really had nothing to do with the traffic. Right. <laughs> so that, you know, it was, it was all within me. Yes. Um, but I, I love this phase. And it makes sense to me because if you do get pregnant, right, this is when you literally have a new egg that's being fertilized. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it makes sense to me that you're, that we will show up more potentially internally and wanting to nourish and tired and wanting to rest. And then of course, if you're not pregnant, you're not actually fertilizing an egg, but your body's still acting as if, right? It's still acting as if there could be an egg there that needs to be fertilized. Totally. At this point, it's like holding, holding the space. Yeah. Holding the space for like, Uh, is there going to be a fertilizer? We don't know yet. So we're just ready. And towards the end, basically your body after reflecting, is there an egg? Is there not figures out whether or not, Yes. We're going ahead with pregnancy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, like, that figuring out happens biochemically. Um, but essentially what what Nikki is referring to, like, is this moment of essentially, like, drop off of hormones and then we bleed, right? Yeah. Whereas if we had been pregnant, we would, It'd our stay hormones up. would have stayed higher right. in order to do all the things. Right. That and then you wouldn't done. bleed. Right. Yeah. And then you wouldn't bleed. But because the egg wasn't fertilized right. during ovulation, the body, you know, holds, holds true in case. Yep. And then it's like, no, okay, well, we're Drop letting off. this go. Yep. And just like the revelations of like, okay, we're letting this go after holding the space and yep. working through it, that is luteal phase. It's <sighs> holding that space, working through it. it. It takes some heat. It takes some energy. It takes some turning in. It takes time. And stillness and us sometimes, like we said earlier, like isolating or hermiting a little Mm -hmm. in this phase compared to follicular phase or ovulatory phase. Like if ovulatory and follicular were more like analytical, actually let's even say if follicular is more analytical and logical, then luteal phase is more creative and emotive. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And so 
this is the phase of reflection. And yes. after you've done those downloads and you've worked through things, then you start to integrate these reflections into revelations and you're able to live them out. Yes. Right? You're yes. able to live them out as like truths that you carry within yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's where I know that like this happens, you know, again, like, like we've said, everyone's different. It can be a privilege to get to track your cycle, yep. but it's also such an incredible tool, especially when you are pushing your edges. Yes. When you're like, oh, I have a business or I'm doing a PhD mm-hmm. or I'm a master's student or I'm in a new job. It gives you this like reflective nature when you're using your cycle to bend back and go, okay, Three weeks ago I was here, now I'm here. One isn't better or worse, they are different and they're both purposeful. Right. And what I notice is I can, and I think this happens maybe once you've been doing this for a while and you're more familiar with your patterns, but like I can sort of plan my shit. I'm also blessed to be an entrepreneur and someone who works for my partner, Mm -hmm. so I have that flexibility, but like plan around like, okay, I already know I'm not going to want as many client calls, let's say per day during luteal. Because right. that's a lot of outward energy. Totally. Um, and that's my more internal time. But like, follicular, fuck yeah, client calls all day. Right. Um, so just being able to literally adapt my life to the cycle instead of trying to adapt the cycle to my life. Right. Which the cycle won't adapt to right. your life. The cycle. You'll have to medicate or <laughs> numb or yes. whatever. Which, again, works really well for some people yep. and should not be shamed. Right. However, if you have the space to do it, yes. as we referred to in the guide, there's this mindset flip I like to talk about, which is, you know, we always hear premenstrual syndrome. This is my favorite thing ever. It's the or, best thing <laughs> You ever. love it? I love this. PMS, you guys, right? We've all heard it. Right. Premenstrual syndrome. It's a right. syndrome. It's this, It's a bad thing is right. what it sounds like. And it's, it's really tricky because, like, from a more, like, diagnosable standpoint, which I do not make diagnoses, I'm not a doctor, however, yes. like, even if you just look it up on WebMD, yeah. you know, it, it sometimes it uses PMS as a diagnosis, yes. where, like, okay, I ha- I'm really irritable, I have bloating, I have headaches, I have cramping, all this stuff, yeah. and they count it as normal, which it is normal, yeah. but most of the time what I notice is pe- people refer to PMS as, like, those things, but then also like, I'm ultra moody. I'm so tired. I don't like, I snap really easily. Mm. I cry. Like, like all these things are a bad thing. Yes. And there's so much repression of it, like latency. Right. And so as we've talked about, there's like special treatments or special attention that you can give each cycle cycle or each phase of the cycle, Mm -hmm. each phase of the cycle. Like you said earlier. Yeah. Um, and it's those special treatments that essentially prepare you for the next phase yes. of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And so changing our mindsets to go from premenstrual syndrome or premenstrual symptoms, yep. right? And move over to premenstrual cultivation yes. or premenstrual creation. Yes. Fill in any word there that feels empowering to you yes right premenstrual care like anything just to get to the point that it's not a A burden it's not like a sit like oh 
I have these symptoms and they're horrible. No, yes. it should be like, I have these symptoms. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, here I am in menstruation and now these symptoms are coming up as they should. Thank you, body, for being right on track. You know, like, right. yeah, totally. Or I'm leading up to yes. menstruation and yes. I'm having these symptoms which are indicators to me that something might be awry. Like for some people it might be like, oh, I got a ton of headaches this month. I maybe am dehydrated. I may be deficient in magnesium or yep. B vitamins or whatever. Or my breasts are really tender. Maybe my omega-3 balance to omega-6s are off. There's yes. so many things. Yes. It could also be more emotional than, you know, physical. Yes. It could be, like we said, one of those little things that rears its ugly head and it's like, oh, you didn't take care of me a couple months ago. That jealousy, that rage, that whatever. Right. Not necessarily bad things, right? Yeah, they might be uncomfortable, but if we give them some attention, we can usually figure out, like you said about your phone. Yes. It wasn't about the traffic that made you slam your phone against right. the steering wheel because you were angry. It was about something else that was latent yes. and larger, more yes. root cause. And that's where the cultivation in luteal phase, the cultivation in all the phases, get us ready for menstruation. Yes. So that we can go, okay, cool. We created, we celebrated, we reflected. Uh-huh. That is cultivation for releasing what we don't need, what no longer serves us in yep. menstruation, literally and figuratively. Right. And then move on into more creation. Because as we know, like we hear this all the time, one door closes... Another one opens. Another one opens. Yes. Same thing. You have to get rid of stuff sometimes to create more space for yes. new creation. Absolutely. Right? And that's the menstrual cycle. And right. So, that's the continual cycle. Yes. Because So let's just do a laser review. I'm going to do the days, the, site, the phase, and then just the words. So like for menstruation, days one through six through seven, and that is the... The detoxification. Mm-hmm. We're shedding what no longer serves, what we no longer have space for. Then you go into follicular, which is 6 to 7 to 11 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the phase of, is this the creation phase? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is creation. This is when you're out there creating and, and collaborating. And, and um, then we move into uh, ovulatory. There it is. Which is going to be what eleven to twelve to like fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. and this is like celebration. Now you've created all this magnificence, and now you're celebrating. And then back into luteal, which is uh, sixteen, seventeen through twenty-eight to thirty-two or thirty-five. Mm-hmm. However, oh, nice, you have it right here, twenty-eight to thirty. Um, of course, everyone's cycle is going to be different lengths. But uh, this is, so now we've celebrated and now we're going back internal. Mm -hmm. And it really makes sense cyclically because then you go internal, you reflect, and then you get clear on what needs to be shed, come back to menstruation. Yes. So when you think of it as a circle, as a cyclical thing, it really makes sense. Yes. And y'all, listen, if you are getting confused by the amount of information that we are throwing at you, it's okay. But also slow down and look at the metaphorical ways in which... These cycles are literally reflected back at us in nature. Yes. Just like we are part of nature, and you might disagree, and that's okay, but still, it is reflected elsewhere. Yes, the seasons. The seasons, yeah. And right? this is what the guide does. It tie, each, each phase she has connected to a different season and a different phase of the moon, so you really draw the lines to how this all does connect to nature. Um, 
another thing I want to say about the guide, because we have given you this not so quick description of the four phases and we've gone a lot more, I think, um, the energy of the phases, but I just wanted you guys to know that this guide has like your hormones with the charts and exactly what happens. It has your nourishment and your food and your body, how you're going to be feeling. So there's a lot more of the practical aspects as well in the guide, though in this conversation we've we've talked more about like the energies of each. Yeah. Totally. And that, thank you, Nikki, too, yeah. for filling that in because that is one of those things. And um, Nikki and I kind of prefaced this beforehand, but I love that you just drew attention to it because really – while everyone's hormones kind of do something similar unless mm-hmm. you are on like an oral contraceptive or you have like an implant or something like that. Yeah. Um, there are going to be differences in like your nourishment or your yes. supplements or whatever. And the guide is great because it brings attention to like, okay, tools you might want to yep. imply, supplements that you might want to use, et cetera, et cetera. How you're eating, how yes. you're moving, what your sexuality is like. And that is really helpful to just reflect back on so yes. that you have permission to explore those different avenues that maybe you didn't think about exploring. Totally. At the same time, though, to learn your cycle, and we'll touch on the tracking your cycle in a second, but yeah. to, to, to make that so much easier, all you have to do is think of the energies, like Nikki just said, yes. of which phase is which, and then you're like, oh yeah, well, some summer, super luscious, yes. succulent, abundant, mm-hmm. of course, I would be fertile then, yes. right? Versus like luteal moving into the fall, you're probably not going to plant a, an abundant right. garden in the fall because nope. you know you're moving into a cold season. Mm-hmm. Same with your body; you're not going to you're not going to get pregnant at the end of luteal phase because yep. you're about to bleed, right. right? And again, everyone's body is different. There's always mm. like I don't want to say the freak accident, but kind of like the freak accident totally. where like you might think you're in luteal phase and you might not be, which is why you keep that. Very, yes, that very generous, yeah, yes. buffer. If you don't know for a fact where you're at in your cycle, but to tie it all back, like Nikki said, there's that razor edge, yes, explanation, and you can get the guide and you can see it there. And so, on that note, yep, on the note of the buffer, on the note of tracking your cycle, yes, what Nikki and I have referred to a lot through this is, um this technique of using your basal body temperature and you can also use cervical fluid or I like to say pussy nectar um, or cervical mucus is another way you'll hear it called um, and where your cervix is at in order to figure out where you're at in your cycle. Now, just a disclaimer, a lot of people use apps Yes. To do this, and we'll have, apps. yeah, what will happen is people will come off of birth control, or they'll be like, "Oh, I don't want to go on them. I'm going to use an app." Unless you are actively taking your basal body temperature to track your cycle, you should not be trusting an app alone to tell you in which part of your cycle you're at. Right. Especially if you've never tracked your cycle before. Especially if you've been on birth control. Yes. And then came off and then started using that especially if you have irregular cycles. Those apps are phenomenal, but they are guesstimating based on the quote-unquote average cycle, which is about 28 days. Everyone has a different length of cycle, so that may or may not apply to you. And you can only know the length of your cycle by tracking your basal body temperature to see when it rises and, and goes down. Yes, and yes. you, what Nikki just said, to a T plus 
multiple cycles of it. Yeah. To not just see one cycle, but to see a whole data bank of cycles so that mm-hmm. you can say, okay, look, this is my pattern. Yeah. You know, someone asked a question about like, what if I have a 37 day cycle essentially, right? Like what if it's quote unquote seven to 10 days late? Yeah. I think the question said, why is my, why is my period late every month, seven to 10 days? Right. And so technically probably what you're doing is looking at an app and it's saying, okay, you should get your period on the 28th day. If your period is late every time, seven to 10 days, that is your cycle. Your cycle is that exact 35 to 37 days or whatever. Yeah. And that's your specific cycle and that's not wrong and it's not late. It's just not the, the quote unquote average, normal, normal. average. Yes. Yes. 28 day cycle. And I would say most people probably don't Don't have have a 28 day cycle. Um, it's going to fluctuate, but if that's your norm, if that happens pretty much every every time. Yeah. I loved this. I asked Liz and she's like, well, then her cycle's longer. And I said, oh, I never thought of that. That makes so much sense. But we have this norm a lot of us women are comparing ourselves to because of the apps and the internet. And yeah, 28 days, 28 to 30 days. But um, yeah, 35, 37 days. That's a that's a thing. And yo, lean in right now because this is what we're trying to say. If you have a longer cycle... That means you ovulate at a time that you probably are not considering. So if you're using an app and you're only using an app and it's telling you that you have a 28-day cycle and that you ovulate on day whatever, let's just say it's like mid-cycle that they put ovulation, but your period comes 7 to 10 days after that, that means they're probably miscalculating when you're ovulating, which means that you might not be taking the precautions that you need to take. So... Go get yourself a basal body thermometer. Get a nice one. They're on Amazon. Super easy. Super accessible. Super accessible. I will link one in the show notes. Oh, you are amazing. That's why they call her relationship badass. (laughs) Once you get your basal body thermometer, also go on takingchargeofyourfertility.com, which is the the most incredible book. I link to the website in the guide. Um, I also link to... The book, but you can go on this incredible woman's website and you can straight up download PDF the charts, charts so that you can print out. And all you need, it's really accessible, it's really cheap, is the ability to print one of these charts. Go to the library if you don't have a printer. Go grab your basal body thermometer. Ten to fifteen bucks. Easy. Yeah. And just start. You can probably even get them cheaper. Like. Yeah. Honestly, you probably can. Yeah. Less than ten bucks is my guess. And just start every single morning. Keep it by your pillow, yep. under your pillow, by your bed, whatever. And take your basal body temperature the first, first thing. thing. Yep. Yes. Before you even drink water or anything. Yes. Yes. And yo, when I started doing this, I ain't going to lie. It took me like three or four months to actually get in the habit of taking my basal body temperature every day. Um, I was on hormonal birth control for many, many years. I did the pill. I did the arm insertion. I did the copper IUD, which really irritated my uterus. Mm. Um, I took a different pill. I, I tried all sorts of things. And so when I switched to this, it was because my, I had basically gotten off of every birth control I I had ever been on because of some sort of reaction my body was having. Mm. Um, Decided to start tracking my cycle and it did take me about three or four months to get in the habit of like every morning without even thinking, just grabbing that thermometer and taking my temperature. And I have now been off birth control for four years, sexually active most of those four years, and um, I've never been pregnant. 
And so what this has shown me is like, it's like the ultimate freedom because I always used to feel so trapped thinking I either had to take this birth control and deal with the hormonal side effects or I was bound to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just here to tell y'all listening, it's not the case and you have options. Yes. yes. You have options. And that is the thing to always remember. It's like, just, I wish you could have seen, you all could have seen Nikki just like, the joy and excitement and enthusiasm when she was just reflecting that because here's the thing like to an extent yes it's a privilege to be able to track your period but it's also like a basic human mechanism that we have within us that we can choose to use or the you know the life structure might not suit us using it but if you have the life structure that could possibly suit it it is worth taking the time to learn And that might even mean that before you get off birth control, not that I'm telling you you need to or should, Mm -hmm. but for many people who want to get off of it or for any people who want to get off of it, don't just get off of it. Go talk to your gynecologist. Go talk to your doctor. But should you choose to get off of it, start taking your temperature before you even get off of it. If for nothing else, just to get in the habit. Because that's so normal. I I see that that. all the time. Yes. Where people are like, oh, I, I keep forgetting. And it's so normal. I can't, I honestly can't remember what happened for me but I I'm sure it was similar it was yeah I mean there's a learning curve right it's like learning to do anything new so if you're going to start your day a new way it might take a minute so my precaution is to a have patience and to be of course be using other forms of birth control until you have been doing this for years even like Mm -hmm. until it's so familiar to you um just be cautious buffer period condoms vagina condoms whatever Whatever it is for you. Diaphragms, spermicide. Yes. Not, no penis in the vagina, you know, communication, even just breathing and like talking to your partner and slowing down. It's like, you know, I don't even, I don't remember when we said this, if we said this, but I think we said this. Who knows? What take? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are getting the best of the best here. Like aged cheese status. Um is communicating around what part of your cycle you're in, right? Yes. So if you're tracking your cycle and you're taking your temperature and you're like, hey, cool, I'm in follicular phase, I'm moving toward ovulatory phase, I know this because I've now tracked for five months and I can see this pattern happening, yep. and you are sexually active, it's really a great idea to take precaution and just be like, hey, look, I'm moving toward being fertile. If you don't want to have a child with me, I don't know if I want to have a child with you. I, I don't want to have a child with you. <laughs> let's have some fun. Yes. Let's have sex. Let's be intimate. Let's get freaky. But, and then state what you need. Yes. State and your boundaries. Yeah. State your boundaries. State your terms. State your requests. And know that your requests are valid as your truths and they yes. are what you want. They should be respected every single time. Yes. And so if you are in that situation where you're like, oh my God, I really want to track my cycle, birth control, X, Y, and Z, you know, I'm thankful for it, but I'm ready to go off of it. However, my partner's not happy about it. Yes. If that is your situation, again, talk to your doctor, talk to your gynecologist, figure out other ways of birth control, like condoms, diaphragms, et cetera, spermicide, but also know that you can have a conversation with your partner mm-hmm. as long as it's a safe relationship um, where you make a request and you say, hey, around these, let's say, handful of days, eight days, yep. nine days, five days if you're really dialed in, Yep. but don't do that right off the bat. 
So let's just say nine, nine days. days. Around these nine days, I'm requesting that you do not come inside of me if we are sexually intimate. Yes. I'm requesting that maybe you don't even put your penis inside my pussy. Yep. There. Right. Whatever works for you. Yes. So like for some of you, it might be okay. Don't come inside me. For some of you, it might be, let's just do some hand stuff. Let's just yep. do some mouth stuff. You know, like yes. whatever, whatever boundary feels good in your body. You yes. know, like you, everyone's going to be different with, do you want to get pregnant? Do you not? How much, how serious is that for you? How is it not? And so check in with yourself, figure out how you actually feel. One, get educated on your cycle and understand the risk of getting pregnant during certain phases and then take action on that. Create agreements, make boundaries, enforce them. Um, and it's if, the most empowering thing you can do. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like we talked about with luteal phase, like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable in moments. Yeah. For sure. Like, that's just part of growth. Yep. And again, not the only way to grow. I know I keep disclaiming, but if you're on birth control, that's fine. If it's working for you, great. If you have yes. an IUD, awesome. If you want to or you are using this as your form of birth control, the biggest thing that you need to remember is that every human's different. Yes. And so just like you'd set boundaries around your sexual requests or your sexual desires or your intimacy desires, you also need to set your own boundaries around, I'm going to take my temperature. Yes. I'm going to set these days as my possibly fertile days. Yes. I'm committing to this as my mechanism of birth control. Yes. And not just rely on an app. Yeah, apps are great. You can use them over time. They can be an assistant. I feel like the apps out there can assist. But like Liz said earlier, there's no replacement for actually watching your body temperature change. Because when you are incubating, your body temperature goes up. Right before ovulation, your body temperature goes up. Um, there's, that's like the un, you know, the cycle, it can, it can change every month. Maybe you normally have a 30 day cycle and this month it's 32. Yes. So with the body temperature though, I feel like it's, it's undisputable. Yes, exactly. It is (laughs) undisputable. And once you see that cycle, you'll know. Yeah. And this is where like, again, Nikki said, it's not just about the sexuality. It's not just about the reproduction. It's not just about preventing it. It's also about the entirety of the cycle. Yes. And using the cycle to map not only your emotional wellness or your mental wellness, but also to map those foundational care, those foundational nourishment elements as a human. Yes. Of how do I need to be hydrating? How do I need to be eating? What kind of time do I need to take? Does my sleep need to look different? Yes. Right? Like we touched on with luteal phase. It's like, you're probably not going to want to do intermittent fasting during luteal phase because you're slightly insulin resistant. Your body's using fuel less efficiently because it needs more. And that's the best way for it to demand it, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on where you're at in your cycle, everything's going to feel a little different. And if you try to ignore that, you're going to feel the side effects of it. And it doesn't feel empowering. Right, right. So how do you get in... So essentially, how do we embrace... What we have been given as women, which is this natural ebb and flow, this continual cycle, we get educated and we we work with it. Um, you know, in every, the degree to which you can work with it is going to vary person to person based on the lifestyle structure you live in, as we've mentioned many times. And just begin that conversation with yourself. Like, what would it look like to, how could I make a little change to begin to flow with my cycle a little more? Especially if you're someone who's been feeling, who feels like you experience a lot of headaches, cramping, like body pains, um, anxiety, tension, that type of stuff. I think that can often come up as a result of like going against your body's natural cycle, like fighting your body. 
for sure yeah for sure and on so many levels I mean it's like one of those things where you know often in health we talk about like certain emotions falling or landing somewhere and kind of getting yes. like you know kind of like trapped there and that's more of like theoretical yeah but then there's also just like basic things like how's my omega-3 to omega-6 balance yeah am I getting enough b vitamins yes am I taking in enough water am I getting enough electrolytes Mm -hmm. how's my thirst like thirst changes throughout Mm. the cycle as our sex hormone changes yes and as our body retains water and then doesn't retain water and retains water and then doesn't totally bowel movements change right like as progesterone spikes progesterone is a smooth muscle relaxer so you might be more likely yeah exactly to have looser bowel movements or more Mm -hmm. bowel movements there's so many changes and they're covered in the guide but honestly it feels like chaos until you start tracking yeah right and then once you start tracking and you go oh pattern it starts to all come together like a puzzle you know so I think the message that we're trying to get across here is like this probably sounds overwhelming if you've been listening this far far (laughs) welcome we are now like an hour 15 in so congrats you've made it and it's possible you are overwhelmed or just thinking like wow that's so much information um we hear you it probably feels that way and both of our experience I I can speak for myself it sounds like same for lists here is that as you begin to actually apply it to your life your cycle and track it and see the patterns in your own body and your own behavior it all starts to kind of click and come together in a more comprehensive way yes absolutely yeah and as you do that and you talk to other people that are doing it yes. you reflect it against you know the moon cycle cultivating yep. your feral flame guide you go back and re-listen to this episode yep so on and so forth you read books about it or you just journal and you see your own yeah story essentially totally it will all start to fall in place and it's it's truly not that complicated i mean people have used it for years centuries yeah centuries years years. before you could even buy a basal body temperature right. so right back then they did use the moon more right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so you know this is wisdom that is innate to ourselves it's innate to our bodies mm. If we choose to learn it, it really can guide us regardless of what we choose as our method of contraception. Yes. So it is valuable to everyone. It just does require time and dedication to learn. Yes. Yeah. Beautifully said. Thank you, Nikki. Yes. Um, Okay, so we've talked a lot and... As we wind down here, I think I want to go back to those questions Mm -hmm. and just make sure we've addressed all the ones that were sent in. And then, um, yeah, from there we will kind of wind down and and close out. Um, So if you don't hear your question here, then we already answered it. So if you jumped down here to hear your question and you don't hear it, you're going to have to go back and listen to the episode because we answered all these questions somewhere. Okay, so... All right, I'm just going to ask these to you, Liz, because mm-hmm. they're kind of, okay, perfect. So one viewer, listener asks, why do I always get tummy issues, i.e. tummy cramps, diarrhea, before my period? So we're talking luteal phase here, it sounds like. Beautiful, yes. Yeah. And this might even be, like, they might be referring to luteal, but, like, on the day of on menstruation. On the cusp, sure, yeah. yeah. So typically what happens is, as we talked about, is, like, this spike in progesterone. Yes. Right? And so when you have this spike in progesterone, it's a smooth muscle relaxant yes. and it changes even how like 
we draw water into the gut, mm. into the GI or the colon, the large intestine, right? Yep. And so that impacts Your how stomach. we have bowel movements. Yes. And then also pain. Pain impacts how we have bowel movements, oh, right? Okay. So it's like, you know, you've seen someone like, oh, they had a terrible a- a trauma or accident or whatever, you know, physical. Yes. And they might like have a bowel movement without even realizing mm-hmm. it or, mm-hmm. you know, urinate yes. without realizing it. Pain impacts those things, like nervous system-wise. Oh, They're all connected. sure. Okay. So sometimes, like, when you're having cramps and there's more circulation in that area, you might be like, oh, my gosh, do I have to poop? Yes. Right? Because you have these cramps in that same area. There's uh-huh. diff- the circulation's different. The yep. hormones are different locally. So it's really like combo plate, again, as yep. far as the answer goes. But it is largely the spike in progesterone that happens right before the period. Amazing. So perfectly normal. Yeah. <laughs> and backed by your hormones. Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, we already addressed that one. Yeah, so this one we didn't address directly, but it doesn't require much explanation. I think this is what we've been talking about. Um, one li- listener asked, should how we nourish ourselves shift with our cycle stages? Yes, and quick and dirty. So the easiest way to explain this is in the, you know, menstruation follicular yep. you're going to probably have less drive for food yes yes everyone always says like oh i always want to eat during my period and yes if you are um if you're denying yourself in luteal phase when your hunger is a little bit more ravenous feeling yes. and your hunger drives are stronger you will be more likely to like binge eat or crave really 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 rich things during your period right yes. like sometimes in luteal phase people will feel bloated or their right. body image actually shifts. And I talk about this in the guide because serotonin changes yes. in the brain. So they're like, oh my gosh, I, you know, body dysmorphia gets heightened. Yes. And because of that, they people might. start restricting food yes. during luteal phase when really the body needs more. Yep. And that can cause kind of that like negative, that feedback loop of like, right. oh, I'm more hungry. Now I menstrual need. comes and I'm, I can't stop binge eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm and not. again, everyone's so different. It depends on like activities you're doing and how much sure. sleep and so on and so forth. But quick and dirty is during menstruation and luteal phase, you're not going to be as hungry. As you move through ovulation and into luteal, you're going to be more hungry. Right. So follicular and menstruation, not as hungry. I think I maybe just said that backwards the first time. But follicular phase and menstruation, not as hungry. Ovulation and luteal, probably more hungry. Yeah. And how you can apply that knowledge is really specific in the guide. Yes, and it is. And then also, if like when I work with people on their nutrition, and I do nutrition education, yeah. if you are a person who has a menstrual cycle, we tie it in. Like It's right. so much more specific because it's going to... How you nourish throughout your cycle is going to change, but it's also going to be specific to like... How much do you work out? Do yes. you work out? What are your cravings like? Are you sitting in an office all day or are you out, you know, totally. doing like yard maintenance yes. for people? Like it's going to change radically, but there are little differences right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, I already alluded to, but um, if you are needing like a, the guide is amazing and has a lot of guidelines. And if you are needing a more specific like personalized dive in on your cycle and or nutrition. Um, Alyssa does take clients, so you can check that out at her website, which is linked in the show notes. Yes, you can check that out at nourishmentnutrition.com. Mm-hmm. I love this last question. Yeah, this last one's good. So what is up with our shifts in libido 
throughout our cycles? Is there consistency in those shifts? Totally. And that's where, so this question is so cool because yes, there is consistency. Yep. Our libido does change. Yes. Right? Throughout our cycle. Yep. We get spikes in hormones twice. And both times we typically get a little bit more horny, a little bit more turned on, a little bit more juicy. However, what you'll notice in the guide, and this is something that it's really different per person, but I think it's kind of interesting, is that the microclimates of each phase kind of reflect like maybe how we want to be loved or how we want to be approached or the affection that we want, right? Like even our pain tolerance changes throughout our cycle. And Mm -hmm. that's talked about in the guide, but you know, how you communicate changes. So yeah, not only does libido shift, right? You're obviously more turned on when you're ovulating and you're fertile. Use protection, use protection, use protection. Um, Buffer, buffer, buffer. Buffer, buffer, (laughs) buffer. Um, Yes. (laughs) But also, how you want love is going Mm. to change. How you want intimacy, how you want physical Mm. pleasure is going to change throughout the cycle. And that's going to impact your libido, right? Because some things might turn you on a little bit more during certain times of the cycle and other things might turn you on more during other times of the cycle. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So there's that. (laughs) There is that. And y'all, seriously, if you are, if you are, this case in point right here. If you are tuning in and you have made it through this whole episode. Oh my gosh. Truly, we love you. We love you. It is 11 p.m., you guys. It's 11 p.m. Baby grandma doesn't stay up to sleep, but for you guys, she does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And on top of that, the luteal phase section had to be done three times because... <laughs> Nikki's Garage computer band. wanted us. No, Nikki's a fucking boss. Don't get it twisted. But Nikki's computer wanted us to hang out a little bit longer. Yeah. And it was like, yo, I'm going to see if you bitches really want this. Right. How bad do you want to have this it's conversation Gemini and, season and give it to people? Have it three times. Three <sighs> times a charm. Holy three shit, we did it. Are there any more questions from your. I think we covered, we covered them all. Much all okay, of them. great. And truly, like, listen to the, this podcast a couple times. This is one of those, you guys. Some, this is dense, yeah. like, with a lot of information. And so you'll listen to it once, and you'll grab what you need to grab that first time. And the second time you listen, you'll pick up all new stuff you completely missed the first time. Yes. And just on this note, go get the guide. Seriously, go get the guide. Guys. And listen to it with this. You can use the code BLEED, B-L-E-E-D, in all capital letters, to get $20 off the guide. Holy shit. You guys, I didn't even know about that. She just whipped that up for y'all. 11 p.m. Surprise bonus. <laughs> surprise bonus. Fuck <laughs> yeah. You guys, the fact that she just gave you the code, aka BLEED, B-L-E-E-D, all caps, on your website, they can just put that in as a discount code. Yep. Yeah, so I'll have the link right to where you can buy the guide. She's giving you $20 off this guide. I just can't. I'm just so in love with it. And you guys already know if you follow me on Instagram, I've been obsessing over it. But it just really changed my perspective on the cycle. And um, again, I've said this once, but working, having my life work around and with my cycle versus having my cycle, trying to force my cycle to work with Mm -hmm. and around my life, which doesn't happen because she's connected with nature and nature does not move for any job or any project or any traffic accident or any anything right totally (laughs) and that is such a solid point and 
should be probably where we yeah, it's end this perfect. conversation. But I do want to say one thing. Yes. <laughs> so you, you guys get another hour? <laughs> I just want to say one thing, and I'm never brief. This is not just for people who identify as female. Oh, I've actually no. been surprised to hear messages back of, oh, I read this out loud in the car with my partner, or um, I gave it to my partner and mm. had them read through it just so that they could understand like things I can't really explain. Totally. It is not just for people who identify as women. It's for people who identify as women and people who don't. And it, whether you're with a man or you're with another woman or you're with, you know, it's two men, whatever it is, read this cycle, cycle guide because it also gives you resources to other books that go more in depth. Yeah. This is a reflection just like the cycle is. And it is for everyone. And I just have to say one more thing about it because there is the book, which I will also have linked, Take Charge of Your Fertility. But this is something for those of you that are like, I'm already feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. This is simpler. It's dialed down. It's like, it's really like 65 pages. The the last part's more your story, and mm-hmm. the, but the actual guide part is about 65 pages. Yes. Um, and so it's a lot more easy to condense. I think it's a really, like... I would have loved to read this before I read Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which I read many years ago, but mm-hmm. that was very overwhelming when I first read it. It was totally. my first dive. So yeah. um, it's amazing, y'all. Just go get the guide. It's great. And it actually has, I totally forgot about this, bless her. Oh, yes. Naturopath and, or excuse me, nurse practitioner. It is late. Nurse practitioner <laughs> and midwife, Kimberly Perez, who is an incredible practitioner and does this every day where she sits and speaks with women about their reproductive health their general health etc she's incredible she created a plant oil guide that actually is now it's part of this so all together with you know the the antidotes and the actual guide itself and her guide you're getting over a hundred pages of just reflection and information on this and her essential oil or plant oil, however you want to refer to it, section is so practical. It's she tells you how to use the oils. She tells you combinations yes. to make. And you can do this with any oils. You can get them at Whole Foods. You can get them at the supermarket, yep. King Supers, wherever. So easy and such a game changer to be empowered by that. Mm. So thank you, Kimberly, if you are listening. We love Kimberly, you. Kimberly, we love you. Thank you. And you can check her out at holisticmodern.com. Yep. And then Alyssa Neal is at nourishmentnutrition.com. Mm-hmm. I'll have all the goodies linked in the show notes. Grab her guide. $20 off with the code BLEED. And now I'm going to go bleed into my pillow. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go bleed tears. <laughs> tears and- of it's 11. <laughs> Which is probably not late for Yeah, mo- a lot of you guys are probably like, get a life, Nikki. And I'm like, I'm a baby grandma. So. But also, I'm about to get my period, so I'm like... Oh, are you? So you're over here in luteal. I'm over here in luteal. I'm over here in follicular, so that's probably the only reason I made it to 11. If it was <laughs> luteal for me, I'd already have fallen asleep an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of caffeine today. Yeah. But I took L-theanine, which you can learn more about in the guide. Yes. Uh, all right. We love you guys. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, y'all. This has been my amazing, juicy conversation with the queen, Alyssa Neal, all about the moon cycle and 
in all of its many layers and complexities and how to cultivate one's feral flame guide. Mm, I just love this. I hope y'all loved it too. Please, as always, reach out to me. Let me know what you thought. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now. Throw it on your Insta story. Throw it on your Facebook. Tag me at Relationship Badass. Share this with a friend who you think would be served from hearing this. Um, All of that is so super duper appreciated. My call to action to you this week is simple. It is to listen to this episode again. If you felt curious, intrigued, served by it the first time. And to go get Alyssa's guide. Um, She left you with the code BLEED, B-L-E-E-D, can be applied right on her website. I've linked the link to her Feral Flame Guide in the show notes. You can just click that, put in the code BLEED, and you will get your $20 off discount. That is over 30%, y'all, so don't waste any time. Go snag that. Um, In other news, (laughs) Alyssa and I, she's such a champion, we had to record the the gist of this three times and you may have heard it in our voices but we were little sleepy baby grandmas by the end it was past 11 p.m (laughs) we got together at 6 30 so um i i uh our heart and souls truly went into this i hope it i hope it served you all and as always thank you for being here thank you for showing up like a fucking badass like a fucking brave, beautiful inspiration to all of those around you and to me. Um, mm, I just love and appreciate you all so deeply. So thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will catch you in the next episode, badass. Great. It's great. It's building. It looks like a uterine lining building up. <laughs> it's all red. Speaking of the other yeah. as we're snapping so Yo, I don't know if this is going to go in the podcast, but you all need to know how much Nikki loves you. <laughs> because this is our third time recording this shit. Nikki is a beast. <laughs> She's sitting here in her leggings and a sports bra. <laughs> I wish she had warmers on her. A head warmer and like wrist warmers. Oh my god, yes. And like some air force And then like warmers. a high ponytail <laughs> here. Yes. Fuck yes. Because she's being a warrior right now. <laughs> she loves you all and she wants you to get this information. I do. I love you guys. I love you. <laughs> All right, third time's a charm. Don't hire me as your podcast producer, folks. (laughs) But hire her as your relationship coach. (laughs) Hashtag at relationship badass. Truth. Dot com. So, dot com. (laughs) So now that. We're (laughs) confirmed recording. Time three. Here we go. Time three and our uterine lining is building. So we are (laughs) a little distracted by the crystallized ginger we're Yes. Give us some sugar. Some sugar. Oh. Some blood flow. Some blood flow. Speaking of blood flow. So-